Hi there, guys, and welcome back to episode 15 of the Pints and Pundits podcast. As usual, I'm joined by producer Pav. Uh, and in today's episode, we're going to be looking at Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's performance as manager so far with an in-depth analysis. We're going to be previewing, previewing the Manchester United versus Arsenal game on Monday, as well as taking on the viewers' questions. Let's go. Pav, welcome back. Obviously, Biggie. episode 15. Cheers. Big cheers. Also, worth mentioning as well to the viewers, we've reached the 10K subscriber 10K, mark yeah, we're there. Um, on the YouTube channel. So, um, obviously, a big thank you and a big shout out to all of you guys who have been supporting mm-hmm. the work we've been doing. Uh, we have been working tirelessly. Power's been putting mm-hmm. a lot of the great content together and we've been delivering it as a team. So, thank you to all of you guys for joining us on this journey. Um, but looking ahead to into today's podcast, yeah. a lot to get through. We're going to go into depth with it as well. Mm-hmm. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. Uh, performance as manager of Manchester United yeah. so far. Obviously, there's a bit of a split now, obviously, appearing between the fans. Before mm-hmm. I go into his statistics, is he the right man for United? I know we've spoke so much about it yeah. over the last couple of months, really. In today's current situation right now, yeah. where we are right now, and the situation that he's currently there and all that's been and gone, I believe he is. There are con- contract, you know, contradictive opinions out there that say he was never the man in the first place he's yeah. not got the credentials but we're in a situation right now where he's got a contract he spent money he's been backed to an extent by the board um so we're going to go into it i mean should we, should we roll through the statistics gonna, so yeah, far i'm going to bring them up so look last season uh, played 29 games won 16 of them yeah. lost nine and drew four uh, this season so far we've played seven he's only won three of those lost two and drawn two where people mm. would have been a bit surprised at that thinking we would have won a few more mm. um, you know being so early into the season um overall looking at his performance he's played 36 games mm. won 19 lost 11 drawn six um from first game in charge it was in december 22nd to mm. the current um, you know current kind of standing we know obviously um, this isn't including the Rochdale game mm. um, this is pre-recorded before that as we must mention um, but it's as though when you look at it collectively it doesn't sound as bad but when you look at the last 20 games it looks very bad because mm. we had such a good start such a positive, positive start, start and then it pretty well, Ollie was at the wheel at that time yeah he was, at, he was <laughs> at the wheel and he was he was driving it man but um yeah after that PSG PSG was the last away win wasn't no, it and when you actually you actually forget a statistic Back in Mar- Mar- like that March 6th we played that game and I so. heard someone say it when we were down at the London Stadium on Sunday for the game against West Ham which we lost mm. and someone mentioned that statistic and you think wow that seems like a, a long a crazy time one, ago yeah. a long time ago and then you got to think about the games which were a bit <laughs> shocking uh, to, yeah. to lose points on I mean there was the Wolves twice we played them last season that, that, that was a bit of a shock to lose both um the Everton 4-0 was a big one we were down at Huddersfield at one all obviously that Cardiff 2-0 loss on the end of the season was um and we saw the Cardiff game last game of the season nothing really to play for as such um I can't remember the top I think top four had already gone by then yeah, yeah it was all um, done yeah. already done and dusted but the reaction after, from the yeah. fans, from the manner in which we played that game, mm. losing two 0 to already relegate. Well, the last two games were both against relegated yeah. clubs, and we and we couldn't even kind of muster a win. Absolutely, out and then this season so far, I mean, obviously losses to um, to West Ham and, and Crystal Palace at home. But uh, yeah, I mean that's that's what that's what's got the got the fans up against Oli right now, where th- there is a bit of a split in the fan base as to whether he's the right man. I mean, um, for myself, there's two ways of looking at this, Peaky. You can look at it as in really going into it and say, look, here's a form. This is what's happened. Look at the last 20 games. Or you can look at it and say, we're what, six, seven games into the season now. We need to 
step back and think, okay, this is a season project. It's a yeah. two season project. <clears throat> Can't just give them a window and say, we, we're expecting top four. You need to look at it and think, it's a rebuild. Everything in the past hasn't worked. Moyes didn't work. LVG didn't work. Mourinho didn't work. <clears throat> Big name signings didn't work. There's a bit of a change in direction with, with the young British talent. And maybe we saw in preseason, we did see a bit of an identity with, with the pressing tactic. But um, yeah, man, it's it just it just seems that it, it, there's a big split in the camps right now. What it was, um, on my my kind of opinion on Oli coming in as manager at the time, I'm not going to sit here and change tune, which I know a lot of United fans have because they're the same fans I spoke to at the time when things were going so well. Mm. I was Oli in, uh, emotions Maybe, and whatever else. 90% of the fan base was because yeah. we went from such a you know bad Sorry atmosphere yeah. and Oli picked everyone up and we just went on that winning run and that, that PSG away game man it Pe- was people kind of some people say obviously the contract was handed too early they should have waited till the end of the season so he kept that hunger within his team some people said United players never really recovered from that PSG game when we're on mm. this kind of honeymoon period after because it, it was such a fantastic result but look, looking at the overall picture like you just said we brought in the ex- David Moyes was brought in Sir Alex Ferguson's choice didn't quite happen for him mm. You had LVG come in, who's a tournament manager for me. He had Jose come in, who at the time, United fans were desperate to get in because he was an proven, experienced mm. manager at least. I thought he was going to be the, the guy, man. Everyone thought he was, and it didn't work out for him. Um, so when Oli came in, you know, you've got to buy into a project. We can't keep chopping and changing every season. Mm. We have to buy into a program or a project and stick with it. Look, things aren't good at the moment. I'm not promising they will come good, but... I think we've got to ride it out now and give mm. him a fair crack of the whip. He's had one transfer window. He's brought in three young, good, strong British talent players within mm. that. Got rid of the Deadwood we're going to go on to um, a little bit later if, in this. If you could, like, obviously, we, we don't want to cr- kind of actively criticise Oli because it's, it's a learning curve for him as well as a yeah. manager. But if you had to look at what he's done so far, let's say this season, um, what, what would you look at him and criticise? I would definitely criticise him on the still the style of play because I made a point of that in pre-season that, or towards the end of last season that we didn't know what our kind of style of play was. Mm. We watched all the games through pre-season and we thought, we okay, thought it was there. I thought we it could was see there, that man, pressing yeah. style. Was, okay, it, was like, it was like a mimic of yeah. uh, uh, Man City-Liverpool style of play yeah. where we're high-press, energetic. From the word go, wasn't it? Just even from the Chelsea game, didn't really see no. that, and then not from any other games. This is so like kind of as soon as it came to games that meant something, you know, whether when the season started or cup games, it's kind of as though a kind of a bit of a negative barrier come up, and all of a sudden we're starting to stand off players. Mm. I think Roy Keane made the point um, on Sky Sports after the game against West Ham on Sunday that you know United players were just standing off the opposition, yeah. where in pre-season all we saw them do was win the ball back. Most percentage of that ball that we won back throughout all the games in preseason, I think, was in that in in the our attacking third because we were getting so high up pressing players, and you know they weren't comfortable on the ball. But we've not, like you said, we're not mm. really seeing that in the league. I've ju- I saw a stat I just wanted to read through as well. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has won forty eight points from his twenty seven league games as Manchester United manager so far. So that's fourteen wins, six draws, seven losses. The exact same record and points tally that Jose Mourinho oversaw in his final twenty seven. Premier League games in charge of the club mm. so there's no progression as such the only thing you could say we've progressed in is maybe the squad overall I'm not saying we're playing mm. better results clearly aren't better but I think the overall look of the squad is a bit better and something surely that we can work towards improving it's it's a case of you, we're going to have to take a step back to take two forwards yeah um, agreed, agreed. In, in this case it might have to be a couple steps back <clears throat> yeah. and just wait there for a season and then move forward because look 
we have got rid of the Deadwood. Lukaku's out, Sanchez out, Fellaini, um, Herrera, maybe not Deadwood, but they're out the club. Uh, Smalling, Darmian, um, I'm sure more will go maybe in January. Rojo looked like he was you know, looking for a deadline day finish. Um, yeah. And then I think more, more will be shipped out in the summer. You can't get them all out in one window. No. Um, but look, there's definitely a plan in place. Yeah. I mean, that's what we can, that's what we can kind of affirmatively say. The plan is get rid of players who don't want to be there, albeit Pogba is one we've got to try and keep. Yeah. Um, buy young British talent because they know what it means to play for the club and then less likely to then make a name at Man United and try and get a move to the likes of Real Madrid, Barcelona, etc. So we've done that in Wambasaka, Maguire, Daniel James. Um, we've got the Deadwood out. We've got a very young starting team, average age around about 25, I think very, very young uh, in the Premier League. And... I think the, the startings and the beginnings of, of a project are there. We just need to be patient and see it through because we're strikers short, we're mid- midfielders short, we're, we're injury-ridden at the moment and we off a loss, fresh off a loss to West Ham and the football we're playing isn't great. The goals just aren't there. We're not creating attacking chances. But I think it will come. It's pa- Patience is the key one here. But have another kind of opening up another can of worms here. You mentioned there about, um, you know, we're signing young British players and that seems to be the f- model or the fit of a player's profile that Ollie's looking for. Is that potentially an issue? And I don't mean any disregard to any of the young British players who are out there, but do we need, um, because the Premier League has changed as a league in terms of the style of play that teams are playing, mm. do we not necessarily then need more players who are coming in from Europe who have played in or been brought up more technically, like Spanish, it might be Spanish players, it might be Portuguese players. We know Fernandez was somebody who was strongly linked with United. Mm. Because at the minute, what seems for me is that we're a little bit rigid uh, in attacking positions and being an ex-professional f- player myself and coming through the coaching system and, and doing my coaching badges, mm. one thing I identify, which people don't often look at, is the FA have never had their own kind of blueprint for how they're going to coach players from a young age. We've always, in 98, France won the World Cup. So it was a case of, right, how are they coaching the kids in France? We've got to replicate that model. Mm. When Spain had their great kind of years of dominating, you know, European and world football with the fantastic team they had, all of a sudden it was the FA changing the syllabus to the Spanish style of play. When I look at England as a setup, I think Raheem Sterling now is, is... the one who's world class out of that where, you know, he, he his game's developed and I think that comes from working under somebody like Pep. Mm. But if I look at United, we've got Jesse Lingard, we've got Rashford in there, who for me are very rigid and their football understanding or their, their, their runs aren't in too intelligent. I think they could do with a lot of work. Mm. Do you think maybe we need to branch out and whether that's players or an assistant to Ollie, maybe a European style where it's a bit more tactical, a bit more technical as well? Possibly. I mean, obviously, you know, when Carlos Quiros came into the club, that Fergie kind of labelled that as a big kind of big um, thing, big thing because yeah. he, he brought a lot of um, a lot of knowledge and different style of play to, to, to the game, which yeah. obviously helped us, you know, go on and you know in our glory years. <coughs> uh, possibly peaky. I mean, I think I think we definitely there definitely is room for that. I think right now for the first two years, it's all about stability and getting the marginal gains up, getting slowly the... improving, getting better. Um, the thing for myself with Oli, which which I look at him and a little bit of question mark is, is he is he trying to instill his own philosophy yeah. or is he trying to mimic what Sir Alex Ferguson had? Because look, what Fergie done for us was absolutely fantastic. Best ever manager to ever do it in the game. Yeah. Um, you know, father of the club or all of that sort of stuff. Um, but like you said, the game's changed. Um, 
might be an unpopular opinion, but if Fergie was manager of Manchester United today with Pep and Klopp in, in the um, equation, I don't think we'd be top of the table every season. We might struggle. No, I completely agree with what you're saying because I think that era where Sir Alex Ferguson had that success, it was more his man management, which was the strong yeah. point mm. and, um, you know, grinding out results. But how tactically astute was he, if you like, to the likes of someone like Pep or Klopp, mm. who I imagine pay a lot of attention to their intricate details in their, in their squads. Yeah. Um, and you see that a lot through the way Pep and Klopp both talk in their kind of pre and post match analysis or, or mm. press conferences, if you like. Um, what do you think, Holly? Style? Do you think he, he has his own style of play? I think I think his I think what, the way he sees his team and Manchester United being is that attacking force, yeah. kind of no holes barred, high, young, energetic, shots on goal, whipping the ball, and that 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 kind of that whole ethos that that have been at the club, but. I don't think you can just use your experience of playing under Fergie and having his ideals and saying that's what we're going to do. It needs to be a little bit different. Obviously, Klopp's got his own style. Pep's got his own style. But how how much stick did Pep get for passing from the back in his first season? He got absolutely ridiculed and, you know... But they stuck to it. They stuck to it and and, and it happens. Um, So we we have to go for a phase of where Oli is putting a style of play together that can rival the likes of Pep and Klopp. I don't think it's going to. I think we're going to have to wait till Pep and Klopp are out of the equation or their squads kind of thinned out a bit until we can really go again for the title. But in the meantime, when we're fighting against the likes of Rodgers' Leicester, yeah. Emery's Arsenal, Frank's uh, Lampard's Chelsea, we've, we've got to be on that level where we, we, we've teams come to us we go to a team and they know the way we're going to play and it's whether they can shut us down or not or not look while we've been talking a little bit about kind of tactics and what Oli's style of play is let's talk a bit more in depth about kind of the substitutions he is or isn't making his starting 11 he's been fielding mm. obviously we've seen uh, Matic start I think three games on the bounce would it be including the Rochdale yeah, game yeah I think yeah um Firstly, let's talk about his kind of substitutions because that's come under scrutiny from a lot of fans saying he takes too long to react in games. Um, what's your kind of feeling? Because we've been at games on the terraces watching. How has it frustrated you to, you know, mm. that we could potentially see a change and he's not doing it? Yeah, there's been a few where I think Gomez should have been brought on earlier. Yeah. Uh, Greenwood should have been uh, on the pitch early and getting <clears> minutes. Um, Matt, like I said, Matic starting. Including Rashford against Astana. Yeah, Rashford didn't need to start. Obviously, saw him then get injured against West Ham. Fred, I believe, should have started against West Ham. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then there's also kind of stories behind the scenes saying, you know, he's been doing double training sessions with all the players, getting their fitness up. Those double training sessions have then led to injuries, injuries. from... Because already on a, on, on a squad that wasn't or didn't have as much quality or experience, should we say, mm. uh, that we'd like already, we, we, we're only coming up to the end of September, we've seen key players, Martial, Rashford, Shaw, Pogba, yeah. all kind of suffer injuries. Um, also starting 11 selection, you touched on it a little bit there, Matic starting. Has some of it been down to maybe, obviously the injury, so he's had no choice mm. but to kind of play these players? or Yeah, and also, you know, early he's only able to secure three players in the window um, yeah. where he probably didn't want more. Um, so whether that's the board not backing him um, or his choice to not opt for players which were on offer. Um, but one thing I want to ask you, Peaky, is that at what point do you think we can judge Oli? What point do we then put the marker down and say, you're either doing your job or you're not doing you're not your doing job? It. I think beginning at this time next season. I think yeah. because that's then allowed him two full summer transfer windows, a January transfer window where I don't expect 
too many big signings or too much to happen. I think it's the summer ones where it's going to be. But I think mm. this summer he's got three key players in positions that needed to be strengthened, right back, centre back, uh, and obviously your winger. Um, I think maybe next summer he potentially looks at a centre midfielder and potentially a striker. Then I think he's got the main core of a team. He's going to have kept hold of De Gea if he can keep hold of Pogba. Um, then I think we can. I've lowered my level of expectation. I said sixth and I stand by that. I don't even think we'll get sixth now, but I'll stay with mm. that for now. That Start the season and say we'll finish sixth. I have no expectation going into this season. Um, and I think maybe that might be the message to a lot of United fans. Just whatever this season is meant to be, let it be, ride it out. Next mm. season, after he's had two transfer windows this January, next summer, then... I think we can start judging him to say, right, Ollie, you've you've had enough time to put your squad together now, clear out players you don't want, mm. and you've had a full season now to kind of... Because the other thing is, these players have been drilled into them to play L LVG style, Mourinho style. Mm. It's been drilled into them day in, day out. So it's hard for them just to switch that off and go and play a completely style of football. It takes a bit of time for them yeah. to kind of come out of that and understand Ollie's uh, way so it comes a second nature. So a full season, I think, is enough. Mm. Um, how about yourself? What, what do you think is a time I, I, scale? I probably agree. I think that this time next season, yeah. um, I'm not expecting wonders next season. I'm, yeah. I'm probably expecting a top four finish. Um, but look, I mean, like I said, it's a process. We need to, we need to be patient with him. Yeah. Um, we need to give him time. Let him build, and along the way, we are going to have results like a two-nil West Ham. But then again, I think we're going to have results where, like, we beat Chelsea four, and I think we might go might, when Arsenal come to Old Trafford. I think we might beat them and turn them over. When Liverpool come or we go away to Liverpool, we might beat them. It's going to be very topsy-turvy. I think it's going to be quite inconsistent. Hopefully, towards the back mm -hmm. end of the season, we can get a bit more consistent with the results and the playing style, but. I think it's going to be one of them where every game is just going to come and it's going to be different every game. We don't know what to expect. It's going to be a bit of a roller coaster. But look, man, I'm I'm Ollie in all day. Got to back him. We've got to give him time. Even if a manager like a Pochettino comes available, let's say Christmas time, I'd rather just stick with Ollie because if we go into another manager now, it's pretty much back to back to, back square, to square one. one. And we don't want to be just just build a project now, man. Do you know what I mean? Like that. So, Pav, obviously you mentioned the Arsenal game. Uh, we see United playing them on Monday the one, evening. Mate. The big one, yeah. I'll let you roll into this one. Yeah, it's one of them, man. It's, it's um, you know, f for so many years we, we were kind of battling with them for that that top spot, you know, back and forth. Fergie, yeah. Wenger, Vieira, Keane. Uh, some yeah. big personalities from yeah. managers to yeah, players. Yeah, man. It, it, was, was... it was probably some of the best years of football that you, you, you'll ever see. Yeah. Um, but now kind of, Times have changed that those two spots are now taken up by you know City and Liverpool, um, the two worst teams. Let's be honest, for United <laughs> yeah, to um, in that position. But now we're battling for a fourth spot with them, so it's it's going to be an interesting one because they're so good in attack. Yeah, you know the, the trio that they've got and, and the kind of backup backup players towards that. Whereas we, I was going to say we're good, we're quite solid at defence, but recently we're not. Um, it's going to be an interesting one. I mean, are you looking at this as a, not must win, but must not lose? You can't really lose against it's, them, can we? It's a tricky one, isn't it? Because if we, like you just said, if we go and lose this game, then I know we've just discussed Oli needs time, but the Oli brigade out will be out in full voice because that's another defeat, second one on mm. the bounce. Um, and then also then people start comparing to how far we are off from a team like Arsenal who are in a kind of similar position to us. Mm. Um, but I honestly believe this season we're going to see ups and downs, but we're going to probably perform better in the bigger games and, and stumble and drop points against the mm. teams we find it hard to break down. I think it's going to be one of those games where I think players are going to turn up for this. Yeah. I think Pogba's going to turn up, Martial 
touch with. I hope he starts. If Rashford's back. Yeah, Rashford may be back. Um, look, they, they might be good in attack, but I think everyone needs to remember we've got Aaron Wambasaka right back. Do you know what I mean? So it's going to be, t- whether it's Pepe attacking down that wing, Lacazette, Obama, Yang, they're going to have a tough day at the office against, you know, Maguire and, and Wambasaka. So, yeah. I mean... We've got attack of our own. We've got Dan James, who's lightning quick. Defensively, they've been absolutely poor. I mean, against Villa, they were they were shocking. Awful, to, they, 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 yeah. were, they done well in the second half to come back from that with 10 yeah. men. But this whole season, they, they've been pretty poor. Um, but yeah, defensively, the, defensively, they can be got at. It's just a matter of, are we going to turn up? But if we, do, if we do bounce back with a win against Arsenal, it does lift everything up a little bit going towards their Newcastle the week after. The thing is, is like even on the weekend, the result to West Ham, if we won that game, we, we, we sit up in third. Mm. And then you kind of look at it and think, okay, performances haven't been that great, but we're still we're still third, we're doing well. Mm. Um, like you said, I, I don't think we can really afford to lose on Monday night because I think that then brings the pressure back on. It's just my main concern has been and will be going into games is our attacking threat, that creative spark. Does it mean Fred plays alongside McTominay mm. is that two and Pogba pushes on to be the number 10 man because I don't believe anyone who's played in that position so far this season has it's really done it had any quality yeah. Jesse Lingard for is it, everyone spoke about him being that number 10 or that link man his stats speak for themselves as a number 10 you've got to be creating or chipping in with goals mm. he's doing he's doing neither so Matt has come in and done it but he can't do it every game technically yes he's good but he's he kind of slows the game down mm. too much. and That's just because of his age and his legs are gone a bit. I personally think we should take a bit of a risk now with Oli um, and either put Gomez in there or Pogba in there um, to be that link man. We saw Gomez against Astana. He's got something. He's got a bit of a spark yeah. about we'll him. We'll see more against Rochdale as well. Yeah, I think we definitely see him playing hopefully the full game. Mm. Um, but I think for the bigger Premier League games at this moment in time, I would chuck Paul Pogba in that number 10 role. We mm. saw his performances when he played that position when Oli first come in. Um, and plus a, a win against Arsenal would put a bit more respect on our name I think so obviously you know we beat Leicester which was a good win yep. it wasn't the best but, I mean we shut them down but we didn't really do much mm. apart from that but still respectable in the in the grand scheme they just turned over uh, Spurs yep. um, obviously going away to West Ham and losing wasn't the best thing to happen to us but if we come back and you know have a strong resolute three points over Arsenal teams are going to look at us and think okay we, there's a potential of us beating them but They've also turned over some big sides. I mean, the so thing far. Is, is, you know what it is, Pav, as well. We mentioned as well, if we go out Kamar next week away in the Europa League, then we've got Newcastle mm. and then Liverpool to come in the league. So if we were to lose this one against Arsenal, confidence is down. You, I mean, you're, 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 you're away to St. James's Park, then Tough you're away place. to Alkmaar, and then you've got Liverpool coming to Old Trafford. There's an international break in between that. But still, I mean, there's, there's a good chance <laughs> those three games could. Could be points dropped in every single one. Hundred percent. They're, they're they're big game. In my opinion, they're big mm. games. Arsenal's always going to be a big big game. Going to St James's Park can either go one of two ways. We've seen it in the past where we've wiped the floor with them or we've struggled. And obviously Liverpool at home is always going to be um, mm. a big game where they're going to be looking to come and do a number on us. What's your early predictions um, for the Arsenal game then? My early predictions. You know, what? I, I I'm kind of in view of what you said. We're going to be up for it. I think the players will. I'm going for two 0 United. Two-nil. I think we'll win these sort of games. I'm going for two 0 How about yourself? I agree. I think these are the sort of games we're going to come out on top. Yeah. Um, just from what we saw last season as well against the big sides. I think I think it's going to be tight. I think I don't think there's going to be many goals. I think it'll be quite a kind of scrappy game. I'm going 1-0 United. United yeah. But still three points, which is interesting. So, yeah, I do Interesting. So. Um, look, this part of the show, uh, f- 
before we go into it, a big thank you to all of you guys for sending in your viewers' questions. Uh, if you guys want to send in any questions you would like to feature on the podcast, uh, you can send them in to us uh, on any of the socials, so at Pav United, at Peaky Pundit, or just comment um, on the section of this if you're watching it on YouTube, and we'll pick the comments up, the questions you've got, and we'll add them, uh, as always, and include as many as we can. But going into it today, mm. uh, on Behind You sends this one in on Instagram. He says, why is Rashford on quadruple the salary, salary of um, Abraham from Chelsea? Is he really any better? Pav, you first. Mm. Uh, quadruple the salary. Uh, obviously, gave him that bumper deal. Big deal. Um, but everyone's hyping up Abraham. Look, he's, he's done pretty well at Chelsea so far. Yeah. Chelsea, he was, you know, um, he was out on loan and with Aston Villa last season, and he's been kind of been tipped to be a good striker for a while now. Um, is he better? Time's going to tell this season. I mean, I think Abraham's what about five or six goals away from Rashford's best ever total. Yeah. In a season, in so. We'll see. I mean, right now, I think Rashford's a better player, but I mean, end of the season will give a better uh, indication as to who who is. I think also United. Um, I think Rashford's a bit uh, lucky in the sense that we've not paid a fee for him. He's come through the youth system, so the board don't feel any pressure of to him maybe to perform as highly as if he was a 50, 60, 70 million pound sign and he's bought himself time. Mm. The big deal was there to show the club's faith in him, but he he definitely has to step it up because he has yeah. been poor uh, in the last few games. Uh, thanks for sending that one in. Zane Jordan with the next question says, do you think Pogba will sign a new contract with Manchester United? I'm not sure. Why would you want to go Madrid though? They're going, this, is, they're, this, this is why I'm not sure. Yeah. Because, I mean... I thought it would have been bang on from start of, of the summer or start of the season. Like, look, he's going to give us one more go, one more season. Yeah. Um, but look at this, the crap that's happening at Madrid. Um, they're not they're not performing great. And who knows, man? They might they might have said some. Look, like it's, it's a rebuild project. We've got Madison to come. We've got Sancho to come. Yeah. Hang around and be part of it. And maybe he will. Maybe he won't. I I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know the answer. To that I question. think if January we bring in Madison or Sancho, then next summer, early on, we show our intent by signing a couple of other boys. I think then Pogba looks around him and thinks, okay, like mm-hmm. I like the feel of this team now. It's got some youth, it's got that energy injected back into mm. it with quality signings as well. So I don't think we'll sign them in Jan. Maybe get pre contract agreements ready in, for ready for the summer to come. For the summer. Um this one's sent in from Ashtosh uh, who says, Why is Oli not trying out the same four three three formation which got him the success during his arrival as interim manager? Even though he wants to play out from the back and control the game using four two three one, it seems the team relies on counter attack for which the four three three was best, in my opinion. Um, over to you, Pav. I'm... Yeah, I mean, it, it's strange he's not using the the formula that, that got him the got him the job. But yeah. um, I think the four two three when he's setting up, we'll say defensively, so not defensively, but to be strong at the back. Yeah. But I mean, we've not been strong at the back recently. See, with the four three three, I used to play in this system, and obviously, albeit it was lower league, but it was four five one when we were defending, so mm. we were compact. And, you know, we would try and outnumber the opposition in midfield. And then as soon as, you know, the play would uh, kind of switch and we had possession, it would quickly revert to a 4-3-3. Yeah. Obviously, these guys are playing in the Premier League and European stage, so they're a lot more intelligent, if you like, than we were at lower league level. But I agree. I think why not go for a 4-3-3 when we're attacking? It's definitely, it's definitely worth trialling out as, as a plan Because a lot of fans or... are saying the, the formations, like the players maybe don't suit the formation mm. we've gone for this season. Yeah, I mean, I think it all depends on if, where he wants Pogba. If he wants Pogba in yeah. that quarterback role, then it's probably a four-two-three-one. Or yeah. if he wants Pogba higher up, then it's probably a four-three-three. So 
Oli's going to have to think about that. And he might have to change it if results aren't going his yeah, way. Yeah, um, absolutely. I won't be well. surprised. Well, we, we, will, we will see that 4 3 3 at some point during the season. At some point. Uh, thank you very much for sending that one in. Uh, the last of the viewers' questions for today's podcast. Uh, CT uh, Clark Carr says, what would it take for Piki and Pav to be Oli out? Do you think we will panic by in January? What will it take for United to employ a director of football? He's got three questions in there, hasn't he? Yeah, mate, <laughs> that's, that's value for money there, I tell um, you. <laughs> All right, I'll answer all three, then I'll kind of yeah, give go you for your it. go. Um, what would it take for us to be Oli out? Um, it would probably have to be maybe like a relegation style. If we're in a relegation battle. It's like now. <laughs> I mean, if, if we're sitting like 16th, 17th in like two months' time, then I might <laughs> have to question I it. I might have to say maybe it's worth somebody else coming in. But yeah. I mean, even if we were like 11th or 12th, I'd still back it and just say, just just give it time. Um, <coughs> second bit of this question, um, will we panic by in January? Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think we'll panic by. I think we'll, we'll put indica- indicators out there for players. Yeah. Um, third question, when will it, what will it take for United to employ DLF? I don't think we will, to be honest. I mean, after Woodward's Dragon. kind of comments as well recently, I just don't see it happening. Okay, what did it take for us to be Oli out? Agree with Pav there. I think that we both lowered our expectation level this season. Of course, if it got to uh, us finishing in the bottom half of the table, it would be a concern. But I'd still probably say just stick with it and ride, ride it out. How it, It's got bad, but you're not going to salvage a season at Christmas too much or get Champions League football. Why would we want to get Champions League football at the minute? The squad's not ready. So mm. in my opinion, I'm backing him wherever we finish this season in the league, whatever the form is. I want to, then next season, I will be all guns out and blazing if I don't think he's performing. Um, do you think we will panic by in January? As Pav said, I don't think we will. I think the club have changed their... Um, their kind of protocol, if you like, of how we're going to sign players. It's not panic, but I think the manager will identify players who he sees fit his system. Uh, what will it take for United to employ a director of football? Maybe Ed Woodward not being uh, the CEO. I think <laughs> while he's there, I think whoever the job is offered to knows they're just there as a shield to take the flak, basically, when things go wrong for mm-hmm. Ed Woodward. They're not really going to have full control. So until Ed Woodward is not a C- the CEO of the football club, only then you will you see a proper director of football coming. Ultimately, the director of football's role is to come in and whether the manager changes or not, he knows what is happening at the football club, the the signings that are made to fit the style of play or whatever else like that. Mm. Until someone's been given free reign, I can't see um, anyone coming in. But uh, thanks again, once again, for all of the questions, some really good ones in there today. Uh, It is that part of the show the part <laughs> I hate this part of the show. Uh, I hand over to Pav for the interactive session. He's about a million ahead of me at the minute. It's uh, not good. My football <laughs> I, knowledge. I, I'm I gave massive. you. I gave him a clue earlier in the day. I said this is what the topics on just to help him out a little uh, bit. So. My excuse already is I was looking after my little one. <laughs> so we'll see. So uh, today's uh, interactive trivia, we'll call it, um, is is kind of staying with the topic of United Arsenal. Yep. So it's a little. <clears throat> got four questions on previous memorable Arsenal. Man United games. Go easy. Okay. Go easy, bro. So the first one. Yes. The famous tunnel incident <laughs> okay, yeah. between Keane and Vieira at Highbury. Yeah. That particular game. Yeah. What was the score? Oh, mate. John O'Shea scored that one where he went. It was 2 1 United. Fuck it. Am I off to a flyer? <laughs> don't tell me it's 4-2 United Fuck mate you. I knew it was close. John O'Shea yeah, John yeah, O'Shea so scored that ding, didn't he? Vieira opened For up. Sake. Uh, Giggsy equalised. Then Burkamp mate, yeah. got two one up. Ronaldo. Ronaldo got the brace. Yeah. And O'Shea yeah, no got the chips to finish off. I got too excited because I thought <laughs> I should get half a point for that. No, no, no. <laughs> um, 
So the FA Cup semi-final. Yeah. Giggs' famous goal. Yeah. Obviously finished 2-1 to United. The Bergkamp penalty that was saved. Yeah. Which way did he go? To the keeper's view or... Burkamp's Burkamp's view. Burkamp's Burkamp's right. Correct. Correct. Yeah, he went right. See that? I'm a 90s boy. (laughs) I'm a 90s boy. So the 8-2 demolition at Old Trafford. I was there that day. Were you? I was there that day. So you should know this one I should do. I was there. Let me all eight score. Nah. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> Which player got a hat trick that day? Ah, uh, mate. A lot of goals. Yeah, there was. I'm going to get confused. I know Ashley Young scored that belt in free kick. I'm going to go with. Oh, fuck sake. Eight, two. Was it Rooney? Yeah. It was Rooney. Yeah, so um, scorers kicked off with Welbeck. Yeah. Young, Rooney, and Walcott got one back. Yeah. Rooney again. Nanny, Park, uh, RVP got one back for Arsenal, Rooney, Rooney and Young. Again. First time I've been leading in this game for a while. <laughs> so Last yeah. one. Um, well, I can't lose this week, can I? It'd be, just be a draw, <laughs> won't it, if you get this one wrong. Settle for a draw. So the game we ended Arsenal's unbeaten run at 49 matches. Oh, what season was it? What year? Mate, this is a stab in the dark. This is a period of my life where football was just mismatched. Um, the, the year after the Invincibles. Remember the game? Who scored? I don't know. Was it Old Trafford? I can't even remember the Mr. game. Mr. Roy scored. Rooney scored. 2006. 04, 05. Oh, right? man. Two that memorable, head. that Van, per, that, uh, Van Nistelrooy penalty. Is it the, and then, then, then he kind of redeemed himself and, then, and he yes. had a proper passionate celebration. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because that was, was that the year after the whole pizza incident? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. With the whole tunnel buster, well, United on when Nistelrooy missed that penalty. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and that was the whole... Brilliant. Well, listen, glad to say I did not lose this week. Confidence <laughs> is back up. I'm coming back into the game. Uh, guys, we hope you have enjoyed uh, episode 15 of the Pints and Pundits podcast. As always, it's been a pleasure sitting with Pav and giving you our opinions. But don't forget, this is a platform for you guys as well. So if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you jump in with the comment section. If you're listening to this on one of the podcast platforms, don't forget to hit the subscribe button as well and give us a little review on the podcast. And if you're enjoying it, uh, before we do sign out, big shout out to good friends and partners of the channel channel duck and cover check out the fantastic project range uh, again if you're watching this on youtube in the link of this description uh, if you're not and you're listening to it head on to google just google duck and cover the project range is fantastic um myself and pav will be off to the uh, rochdale game yep busy one and then as always building up to the arsenal game on monday um but thank you very much for tuning in and we'll be back again next week with episode 16